Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. The best two-thirds of a Liverpool team in years by Carl Kopak. And it's Liverpool, Liverpool FC, where by far the greatest two-thirds of a team the world has ever seen. Well, they had me fooled. As the hours passed and Sky reporters told us about how they'd spoken to sources close to the club while standing outside car parks, I honestly believed there would be a nine-foot lad in the background creeping in through the Melwood gates holding an expensive-looking pen. Come 10.30pm, I was beginning to fear the worst. I wasn't going to see Van Dyke with a scarf over his head after all. Actually, I was hoping to see him on the roof of the main stand playing air guitar with a corner flag but would have settled for the former. To paraphrase Danny the dealer from Withnell and I, Liverpool are entering the greatest possible season in years and we have failed to paint it black. We're going into the next three months with Matip, Lovren, Clavin and Gomez as our centre-backs. What's more, we could have those last two names at Old Trafford if Melwood sees a repeat of the 2009 Carragher-Skirtle clash which ended in bandages and head staples all round. Overall, this has been a good window for the Reds We've got the Mane too we desperately needed last January. We've got an English international to play as the lowest-ranked midfielder in the club, which is a nice statement about squad depth. We finally bought a left-back who doesn't mind doing a bit of defending, and a young lad up front who might, might be the real deal. Oh, and we've kept Daniel Sturridge, who was definitely, definitely, definitely off the second the window opened. Oh, and that Keita thing, that's pretty good too. You'd be mad to say that Salah isn't a success. He's scored two in the league already, and it usually takes months to reach that total as a newbie. He's settled already. Robertson looked great at Palace, and Big Dom got a few in pre-season. We're all happy, yeah? Well, there's an elephant in the room, isn't there? Well, no, scratch that. There's a motorbike display team of elephants with a firework display in the background in the room. We're absolutely great in two-thirds of the pitch, and, well, less so and arguably the most important one. The problems we had last season have not been addressed. And what with the manager's preference to not look at other options, we're stuck in the middle with them two. Of course, the manager talks of heavy metal football and the swift annihilation of teams of our goal-getting collective. It appears that the plan is to simply outscore the frailty of the other end of the pitch. To some extent, there's something in this. After all, two of our first three league games ended in clean sheets for the Reds. True, Benteke should have done better with his chance, and Arsenal were hilariously appalling. But you can't sniff at that. 
clean sheets mean points and when you add them to what the other lads are doing at the other end of the pitch then it's surely just beer and jam all the way. And yet. Older readers may remember Tottenham's famous five of the mid-90s when Ozzy Ardiles deployed an aggressive attacking system based on Klinsmann, Dumitrescu, Anderton, Sheringham and Barmby. Ardiles was keen to point out that they were attacking players rather than five up front as has been suggested but the results were the same. They were a joy to watch, running riot all over the pitch and scoring for fun. Unfortunately for them, all the talent was in one place, and they drew and lost matches they had in their back pocket. In the end, they conceded more league goals than Palace and Norwich, both of whom were relegated. Ardiles was sacked on the 1st of November, and they finished 7th, some 27 points behind champions Blackburn. That sort of gung-ho football, magnificent though it is to witness, simply isn't sustainable, if you're looking at trophies. Occasionally, you have to be pragmatic and clear the odd ball. No one at Liverpool seems to be listening, though. Okay, we are capable of defending when it comes to it. We really are not as bad as some would make out. Sadly, though, we're not quite so good at staying uninjured and reliable. We have to plan for the inevitable, but again, no one is listening. There are people waving sticks at FSG about this oversight, and the fan base seems to be stuck between two equally tedious FSG in, FSG out factions. I'm in neither camp. I don't especially like the owners, but I think their mishandling of the club, more public apologies than trophies, is largely down to them being amateurish at football when compared to their other areas of business. Nor do I think that they refuse to pony up when the need arises. We do spend money. The trouble is that we're just lousy at it. The owners are an easy scapegoat in all of this, while Jurgen Klopp seems to have escaped any real criticism. As much as I'm pleased that we have standards and only want plan A players at the club, it doesn't do much good when we've got 31 and 20 year old lads with 29 league appearances to their name as backup. Is there really only one player in the entire world who can play in central defence for the Reds? Is it really Virgil or no one? Seemingly so. If Jürgen refuses to make do, then yet again Liverpool are likely to have to make do without a league title, despite this being an excellent opportunity to snaffle one. You need a good defence to win the league, and though it may seem churlish to point this out while we're second in the league and in the group stages of the Champions League, a good start may not necessarily mean a strong campaign. Yes, we have seven points from nine, but we should have had the maximum on the board. It's just that we gave away three easy goals at Watford because we can't defend. Oh, you've heard it. Not adding to the defence isn't an oversight, nor is it unavoidable. It's one thing and one thing only. Negligent. And while you can point out that lesser players win trophies, that Jimmy Traore has a Champions League medal, it's worth remembering that he didn't win a league. You need consistency to do that. You need a balance. You need a squad. The last two Liverpool managers who were obsessed with the defence were also the last two to win regular trophies. If only there was some sort of correlation there. Look, I like Jürgen. I think he's a good thing in a naughty world. But the endless vomit about if that's what he wants then, or if you think you know more than the manager, etc. It gets my goat. He's fallible. He makes mistakes. He's made one here, an enormous one. Well, about six foot four or so. He's once said that he loses respect for anyone who thinks our defence has shortcomings. Well, I'll have to live with that. I may not know much about LFC, but I know what I like. I like Liverpool being in the conversation for a league title in May. This squad looks like it could piss a top four place, but not make the final step. 
If that's the limit of our ambition, then the club, all of it, has failed. I don't want glorious failure. I don't want 6-6 draws with Real Madrid and games of the century. I've seen them. I want wins. Wins where we're not having kittens every time the opposition gets a set piece. I want to not panic when Joel Matip rubs his hamstring. I don't want Liverpool to put all their eggs in one enormous Dutch basket and then shrug when the club we've pissed off won't sell. I want better. We didn't address the one area of the pitch which was crying out for help. We looked elsewhere and gambled. Dress that up any way you want. That's negligence. If we win the league, I'll be the first to put my hands up. I won't care. I'd be checked into any number of recovery centres and making Jim Morrison look like Anne Whittacombe. It's just that sometimes you have to point out that the Emperor is naked. I only hope we learn from this. Along with Carl and Neil Poole on Wednesday night, the night before the transfer window shut, we had about 24 hours left to do some business and there was sort of remarkable excitement about the potential that was there for these deals to get done. It looked as though Coutinho would be leaving. It looked as though some of that massive amount of money would be spent on exciting talent like Thomas Lamar, which was still a possibility at that point. And there was a sort of quiet confidence about Virgil van Dijk and that deal getting done. And then slowly but surely, little bits of information began to leak about how no bids had actually been made. And then by 5.20pm, Jimmy Pierce was telling us, yeah, that's about it for the day, lads. You can put the chairs up on the desks and turn the light off when you go. 5.20. And like Carl says, it was all or nothing. It was plan A. It was one guy. And what the hell is that about? I do not understand that. That's it's maddening. It's maddening. And like Carl says, I think the manager's got to wear a little bit of responsibility here. In fact... Maybe he is to wear all the responsibility because he has been, apparently, uh, gifted the uh, final say on transfers. This is what we, we are led to believe from himself and from others. So it's his vision of the team. And his vision of the team is that the defence we've got is adequate. Now, don't talk to me about being a good fan. I've been doing this for, I'm in my fifth freaking decade of doing this. I know what it is to be a fan. Nobody loves this club more than I do, but I have to call it as I see it. And like Carl, I believe that this is negligent. There's a league title that's there. It's there, sitting, waiting. There's a little aura coming from it. It's ours to grab. The way we've started this season, with the attacking players we have, whether Phil Coutinho sits on a bench and kicks his heel and has a little sad face in him for the entire season, I don't care. We've got the players to go and blow teams away. But every time the opposition comes into our half, we are bricking it. We are terrified. It's horrendous. And it's not okay. And it's not okay to just go, we're fine, because we are not fine. Even when Arsenal were so horrendous the last day, there was a chance, always, every time they came into our box, that something was going to cock up. Like Carl says, we're having kittens every time the ball comes into our box. I'm animated about this because I feel like we had a real chance, we have a real chance to win a league this season. And I think the only thing that will stop us from doing it, we may still do it. And if Carl thinks he's going to go all Jim Morrison-esque, wait till you see me. If we do it, I will be delighted. I, w I would just love to be so wrong and to be made to look a fool by the genius of Jurgen Klopp who brings out the very, very, very best in... Dejan and Joel and in Alberto and every other defender we've got. 
I'll be fine with that. I just wish we didn't have to rely on what we've got no proof of. And that's exactly the situation we're in. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.